I always feel like I have this person rooting for me in the very back of like of of the view. And I know that no one else can see this person but me. But I always like have this person like he's nice, he's elegant, he's he smells good. He always knew just what to say. He's not trying to get in my pants. He's not trying to be my baby daddy. He's <laughs> trying to be that way. He's literally that person that no matter what I do, he's cheering for me. He's there. He's my ally. And that's Jesus Christ. I have to simply say I have been with Jesus Christ since, man, since I can remember. And it has not always been the best relationship, but it has been a relationship that's been built on a great foundation. It's been built on love, um, care, and not so much as like the gospel has been trying to make Jesus um, perceived. Everyone always thinks of Jesus as this like humbling guy who's going to tell you what you're doing wrong and tell you how how you're not trying hard enough or how to make sure you get into the scripture and make sure you do this. But to be honest, if you're anything like me, which you're not, because you're not me and I'm not you. That's really what I wanted to talk about. I don't want to get deep into the other thing. I want to have this foundation where I say, look, it's okay to be the authentic you. And that authentic you is whoever you make it. It's like you're walking down the street. You have your best fit on. It's not equivalent to an amount of money. It's equivalent to how you feel your comfort. Like You feel beautiful. You feel elegant. You feel however you decided that this outfit was going to make you. This outfit makes you bloom. It makes you see that... Look, I have the sun in my life. I'm hydrated. I'm fed. I got a good sleep tonight. I took a shower. I'm rested. You know, this outfit expressed those things. And so someone walks by and they're like, oh my gosh, your outfit is so beautiful. And I just want to commend you, like, you know, for, you know, being who you are and, you know, having the confidence to wear that. Wow. So I want to express something about this. If you were in a conversation like that, you were blessed. You were highly favored because this person did not come for your confidence. This person did not come for your peace. This person added on to it. This person wanted to share that they appreciate you waking up this morning. They appreciate you getting up out of your bed and making sure you look your best, right? But we also have this other scenario where, unfortunately, the conversation doesn't go as good as it was meant to go. We have, like, oh, my gosh, like, for instance, like, oh, my gosh, for you to be such and such, you look so elegant. And it's because that person said, oh, for you to be a such and such, you're beautiful. And so now, like, you think about the communities, you think about the world of hurt, you think about the train of people that would come and say, uh-uh, like, I know you didn't say that about me. And so you feel that you were dissed, you feel that your peace was taken from you, you feel like they just shot you down and took away your confidence. And this is really what I wanted to tackle. This is that point where I want to say, hey, 
before you let your emotions take you out of being who you are, run back, right? When this person is walking to you, when this person is abbreviating to you that they want to communicate to you, you already should have this lock and key about you. Like, no matter what this person says to me, I'm not going to make them take me out of me, and I'm not going to let them add to me. That's what being your authentic self is. No one can add to it. No one can take from it. You are legitimately yourself. No matter who comes in your direction, no matter who gives you an opinion, you're going to always and forever be who you are. And that's why I believe that in this society, you know, we have podcasts, right? We have TV shows. We have specifically TV shows. I was watching a K-drama today. And the K-drama had me upset. It had me questioning my identity. It had me wishing and creating this reality that I wish that I was someone else, that I wish I was more um, um, prepared in my fit gain, my style. And there, there's a, a difference between being inspired and there's a difference between being swayed. Um, listen, listen, friends, you will never be that girl in that TV screen. You will never be the girl on the opposite of the screen, on the opposite of the headphones, on the opposite of the movie. You will never be them, okay? So I need you to have that in mind. When you open yourself, you open your mind, the one place, right, the one place on you that can have so much war and destruction going on that nobody else knows but you and God. That's what I mean. When you want to be your authentic self, it's okay to say, oh, I love this TV show because it makes me feel such like a, a, a humble person or inspired. I love this food because it makes me feel warm and cozy inside, and it, it just gives me good memories. I love going to church because the people are so nice, and it makes me feel good, right? It's okay to have those likes, but be careful of letting those likes take you out of you. You might be going to church, right, and you know you know that you're going to church to be shifted into a new person, to be taught about the word of God that will better you inside, that will prepare your mind for the battles and hardships to come. But when you start to go to church and now the church is saying like, hey, you got to wear skirts now. You can't come to this church if you don't wear skirts. If you don't wear church, if you don't wear skirts, you're not you're no longer can be a member of this church. We don't want you here. Um we think that all women should wear skirts. And you decide to feel that oh my gosh, God, 
God is speaking through this man. God wanted me to be shifted and wanted me to be changed and wanted me to, you know, have this this foundation in myself to where I realize that it's not okay for me to wear pants, but it's only okay for me to have, to wear skirts. And like you're so motivated and you're so inspired and like even like it, it was it was like nothing in you that can make what this man said to you evil or incorrect. And so you decide, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. But then next Sunday comes and you walk into that building with your skirt on so proudly and you realize that there are only about five women in that congregation now compared to it being about a hundred. And you're like, wait a minute. Now, I know for a fact this pastor did not say anything that was just so heinous and such a crime. And so, like, now all you see is this pastor, like, just being a pastor, just being a messenger of God, right? But what you did not hear was, I've decided, I've decided, pastor Pastor Christopher decided that if you're going to be a member of my church, you're going to only have to wear skirts, ladies. You can't come in here with no pants. You can't come in here with such and such and think that God's going to accept you. And we're going to put a pause on that. You didn't hear that because you were so moved by the word of God. You were so moved by the presence of God, by the Holy Spirit of God, and just the subject of God that your mind was incompatible and your heart was incompatible of hearing what actually was being directed to you. This man was not speaking a word of God, a word of wisdom into you, but this man spoke out of his own heart and out of his own lust and out of his own pleasures and said, you know what, in order for you to be a woman of God, you got to wear skirts. Well, the Lord Jesus said, hey, come as you are, Right? For he even sat down with sinners. He had dinner with sinners. He wasn't there judging me like, hey, like where your skirt at? He wasn't like that. But you're here in the congregation of this church where this man told you that you can't be who you are. That's all God heard. But you heard that God wanted you to change, that God wanted you to be this way, that God wanted you to make you more like this image of, of this person who follows Christ. And I'm here to tell you, there is no image. There is no stigma. There is no example of a person, of what they look like, of what they dress, of what they wear, of what they say that makes them a follower of Christ. See, being a human being is hard enough as it is. People don't understand that there are disabilities in people, mental disabilities, physical disabilities that will make you incapable of being this poster child that they're advocating for at the church. And I'm telling you, that's not God. God loves you. He cares about you. He cares about your struggles. He cares about your hopes, about your dreams, about every second, every moment you're in. 
right? Like he cares about it. Like you, something will come your way and you will be like, man, I wish God would have done it this way, right? But the whole time God was preparing you for the whole journey, Sis, like he, he knows what you're going through and like this one thing's happening to you. And like, I want to talk about the positive people, about the people who are like in this, in this mind where like nobody can do wrong if they are talking about God. And I don't know. I just, I just see this one girl and I see her being such a nice, sweet, kind person. And it like makes my heart so warm, so bubbly, so like, oh my gosh, I love this woman. And I see her like she she's always had a, a good life. You know, she she never really had to struggle. You know, she always had what she needed. But there's like this point now, like where she's in in her life, where she's She's trying even harder to be the best person. And I just want you to know, like, you are putting a ton on yourself. Because you're not acknowledging that you're imperfect. You're acknowledging how, you know, you were in this environment where, like, no matter how good or or perfect you did it, you got to always be better. And so you're seeing it in the opposite way. You're seeing it as like everything you do is not good enough versus, listen, I'm imperfect. Like I can't do anything perfect. However, with, a, with the strength of Jesus, with the strength of Christ, I know with the strength I have and the, the effort that I put into it, it's great. It's receivable. It's the best I can do. And for that, God sees you, sis. He sees you. He cares about you. So this is like the the nitty gritty part where like I have to use the scrubber to try to get this, this hard, sticky residue off of this pan. Sis, what you've been through is valid. And you probably don't realize how you've been so swifted and shifted by the books you've read and the TV shows you've saw and, like, the pictures and the role models. And, like, all you can remember is how you wanted to be this type of person. Like, you wanted to be just like that. You wanted to wear what she wore, you wanted your boobs to be this way, you wanted your feet to be a certain way, you wanted to have this gap between your legs, like you wanted to be this size. And I feel like now, like I'm not just talking to you, sis, I feel like now I'm just talking to the overpopulation of a woman. That's not authentically you. And it never will be. And you allowing yourself to go through this trauma where you have to basically figure it out for yourself in the long run. Well, I feel I feel like that's 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 what society have, have pushed into us. 
Like, you got to go through it in order to experience it. Well, if you knew about it, right, and then you actually planned it out in your head. Like, if I do this, if I say this, like, this is what's going to happen. And then, like, you have this decision. Like, even though you planned it and you wrote it out and you visualized it, you have this opportunity to say, you know what, it's not me. It's not truly who I am. It's not the authentic me. So I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to move forward with it. Sis, when will you make it happen to where whoever comes your way, no matter what they say, you'll be yourself. And you want shift inside of yourself trying to find the right way to be so you won't offend them. More than often, people have a preconceived notion of how you are. Um, For example, I was on the bus and there was this man who kept smiling at me. And in that moment, I just felt like what he was doing was so uncomfortable to me. I felt like he was harassing me because he was smiling at me. And it was also because he was unattractive to me. It was because it felt like he was trying to be something else with me instead of like a caring person or a gentleman. So I saw him as this unattractive, creepy, harassing man. And I was putting on my book bag, and this man literally grabs the other strap and helps me put it on. And so in that moment, I'm freaked out, as, as, as I should be, right, as I have the right to be. And it's like I also sit here now, and I'm like, trying to excuse his behavior and I'm just like trying to say like maybe it's okay like maybe what he did wasn't so wrong sis no this man is a stranger I have no concern like I have no intentions of being with this man I don't know him I'm not interacting with this man but this man is so comfortable with me because he's smiling and because he's sitting next to me on the bus that he helped me with the strap of my book bag no, this man did not help me in the way of, oh, man, you know, that man was probably giving you something spiritual where, like, he was giving you a push, you know, telling you it was going to be okay. No, ma'am. Spirituality has gotten so out of hand today that we can't see things for what they are. No, that man was too dang uncomfortable, and he thought he was going to get a piece of me. You know, here lately, I've been... Walking as I am. I am who I am. That is what God said. I am who I am. And you are who you are. So be it, right? And so I do. I walk I walk around as I am. Not trying to be changed or swifted for man or anyone. Okay? And so I have these people who will just stop on their own merry travels and and communicate to me. And it's not that I find that I'm better than people. It's not that I find that I'm too good to speak. But look, I, I've been through a lot of stuff in my life. And I already have this preconceived notion, right? Like I already have this preconceived notion about how this guy is going to be. 
And so I want you, sis, to think about that. Like, when people come up to you, they already have this preconceived notion about who you are and and how you're going to be. So with that being said, be who you are. And don't let anyone shift or change you by their words. You know, she could have been more nicer. She could have said, oh, my gosh, I love your outfit. I think it ador- I think it's adorable. Instead of saying, oh, for you to be such and such, your outfit is adorable. Your outfit is cute. Of course, that's offensive. Of course, that is someone who's walked around entitled in their words. Meaning that no matter who they walk up to, if they see someone, they see them for who they are. They see them for the color of their skin. They see them for what they have. They see them for their status. They see from their shoes. They see them for their, their what, whatever they are. Whatever makes this person who they are, they see it. And so they don't beat around the bush. They don't go around it. It's like in Asia, um, families don't have, they don't share their emotions. So if my Abba, comes up to me and be like, hey, like, you're looking ugly today. Like, you need to fix it. I have no authority or no, like, you know, permission to be upset and be like, oh, my gosh, Abba, like, that hurt my feelings. And so I want you to look and discover new cultures. Go watch that Korean drama if you've never watched it. Don't be like, oh, I don't like it because you know, too many people like it and there's this stigma to where, like, if, if people have it, like, you got to be this certain way. No, give, give give those things a chance. Like, you are better prepared the more educated you are. If you educate yourself, if you give yourself a little bit more understanding and clarity in who people can be, no matter how you feel, then you'll understand, like, okay, this Asian person walks up to me. I don't have to you know, be in my feelings because, you know, they, they don't, they are not in their feelings. They've been raised their whole life to not be in their feelings. So, um, I'm just going to leave you with this. I love speaking and it's not that I speak because I want someone to give me a response. I speak because I want to help someone in the places that they need to. So when I speak, I speak all over. But as this podcast grows, you will see how I will grow skillfully in my communication, my interpersonal skills. And I want you to grow as well. Each episode that you listen to It's Okay to Be the Authentic You slogan If you aren't you, then who can be you, right? So I want to say this is, this is a place where it's okay to grow. I'm not going to try to make every episode so perfect where I can't say this, I can't do this, I can't breathe this way, I can't do that. I have found now more than ever that, podcasts, TV shows, where it's like reality-wise, like they get farther because they are being their authentic self. They're not pretending or acting for that 30-minute or that hour shoot. You know, they're being who they are. And, and yes, they might have a cup with them. Yeah, they they might have something with them in, in enhancing it. I'm not saying you have to. I have nothing. I'm not using anything but my courage, my um, 
<laughs> my mania and, you know, just in, enjoying it. So without further ado, I just want to say thank you so much to listen to the first episode of It's Okay to Be Authentic You. On the next episode, we're going to talk about something that's been on my mind for a long, long time. And that is conversations that never leave the daylight of my room. I'll see you guys next episode. God bless.